In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 100th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Before we get you ready for Sunday's game against the Carolina Panthers, we got a few housekeeping matters to take care of on the Falcons' beat. Report came out yesterday on TV that there was a strong possibility that the offensive and defensive coordinators on Dan Quinn's staff will be fired at the end of the season. Uh, we uh, we've heard, uh, you know, we think there's a case for both. There better is probably a better case to keep Marquand Manuel in his spot as all his players were hurt with injuries. But we'll certainly be. Uh, updating that that's online for you to read we have all the comments there from coach Quinn and uh, coach, uh, owner Arthur Blank preceding this report with regards to uh, how they were going to approach the offseason and evaluate everything how Blank is going to take the long view and coach Quinn about specific folks positions and specific players he keeps saying that's a week 17 question so we're in uh week 15 and uh he's gonna get week 17 questions for two more weeks so just wanted to bring that out and uh, uh you know let you all know that's out there online to go get all their information with the regards to the report by the league on media outlet that Falcons actually own part of the NFL network and have them saying their coordinators going to get fired. Uh, you know, it's a little weird to me. A couple other things. The Pro Bowlers came out last night. The Falcons had two uh, Julio Jones, of course, and then center Alex Mack, and kind of a surprise. But I think the players know that he's been helping out the left guard a whole lot this year and trying to hold down his spot, too. And he does have a fine reputation around the league. Might not have been his best season, but it was still a Pro Bowl season in the eyes of the voters, uh, fans, and players. So, Congratulations to Julio and Alex Mack. There are going to be some alternates. We believe Matt Ryan's on the alternate list. We have to get that confirmed. Uh, the Falcons were thinking Ryan and Bethel might get it. Uh, alternates. And we'll also check on Grady and DeMonte Casey as possible alternates. As you know, about 35 players will will not go to the game on average. And uh, some of the other players that uh, didn't make it initially will take their place. Uh, one big uh, snub appeared to be Saints running back Alvin Kamara from North Cross High. Former AJC Super 12 and Player of the Year. He's had a fine season, but the running back position is stacked. Another uh, Falcons issue, yesterday they, as expected, moved Jeremy Langford up from the practice squad to take Edo Smith's place on the 53-man roster. Langford, a former draft pick out of Michigan State, played for the Bears a couple seasons there. He was Le'Veon Bell's backup at uh, Michigan State, and uh, 
we'll have an opportunity to get his career back on track here. Now, um, Ito did have uh, 90 carries for 315 yards, four touchdowns for a uh, 3.5 average. The Falcons were happy with him being running behind a bad line. Uh, caught 27 passes for 152 yards and no touchdowns. So, um, the strong possibility report. Langford going up to the roster and the Pro Bowls. And uh, we had a little... Um, Player action left over from the game on Sunday uh, that we'll want to give to you here before we also ease into the Carolina Panthers. This is uh, Stephen Means after the game. He's the uh, defensive end from Buffalo who played with Khalil Mack and is getting a long look here down the stretch by the Falcons. Why is it important for you guys, you know, when you are in a season where going into today you're 4-9, why, why is it important for you guys to to get as many wins, you know, down the stretch and, and even when, like, the postseason and all that's out of, out of hands and all? I mean, uh, I said, you know, the true man, the true character of a man is tested when he's putting his back against the wall, when he's down. And, you know, you always want to fight for that last name that's on your back, um, the name that's on the front, you know what I mean? And for this coaching staff, you know, when you got a good coaching staff like this, I've been a part of a lot of organizations. And um, you, you're a part of an organization like this that want to take care of you. You want to keep that, so you want to fight to keep, to keep that. That was Stephen Means talking about wanting to fight to stay here and stay for, stay with this coaching staff. Um, unfortunately, it seems like that's uh, – I don't know how major the changes are going to be, but we do know there's going to be some change. Uh, Coach Quinn said he's going to explore everything here uh, after the season. Well, I'm sure they're looking at it now, and uh, we're making calls to our uh, scouts and coaching uh, sources around the league uh, because, you know, the coaches know beforehand. I knew uh, tight end. A former tight ends coach here kind of knew uh, with about a month ago that the the, the staff wasn't going to be coming back and uh, you know wanted me to look after one of his players that he coached. So we'll start uh, asking around to see what's what plans are being made. Now here's Grady Jarrett after the game on Sunday. He uh, he should be somebody that might be on the alternates list for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, including myself, you know, and huge challenge just to make plays when they're there, and uh, get challenged by a couple teammates, you know, to make a play when they're there. So, you know, we gotta do it when it's when it's when it's there. Which teammates are challenging guys? Are you one of those guys challenging each other? We challenge each other every day in practice, every day, and uh, we definitely want to get better as a unit. And uh, it's a lot of ball out there for us that we just want to finish strong. Is there any particular moment that you have in mind? I mean, that kind of recentered you guys on a, a practice this week or something? No, it ain't nothing. I don't think it's a big storyline on that edge of You know, we just kind of had an opportunity to come out and play again, try to get a win, got that. And uh, it was a complete game, you know, about offense, defense, special teams, main plays when it was there. And um, it's a good effort, feels good to get a win. When you know you're coming out for the last home game this year, does that mean you need to you know, we definitely want to go out, you know, on the strong end of it, you know, last game in the bins, you know, so uh, for this, I mean, you know, last game in the bins, you know, you know, I 
things go, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely want to have a good show on the day. And um, uh, so it was, it was good. When you're, when you're- Grady Jarrett. They're talking about the defense going after it, getting the six sacks last uh, Sunday against the Cardinals, and uh, they'll take try to take that uh, pass rush on the road up to Carolina. The Panthers are six and eight. You all saw them on Monday night. Man, that defense was flying around the ball. They were really taking it to the Saints. It was sad to um, uh, see Cam out there and uh, knowing that he couldn't throw the ball. They uh, had the ball with, at the end with a chance to win the game, and uh, it was pretty clear his shoulder is not 100%. They've been playing him hurt. And trying to uh, win with a short passing game. So uh, they are having that conversation this week in Charlotte. Uh, Coach Ron Rivera said he wants to talk to Cam later in the week to uh, figure out how they're going to move forward. They're 6-8 and eight and they have a less than 2% chance of making the playoffs. And Cam might not be starting for him up there. Uh, the kid Taylor Heineke from Collins Hill High and Old Dominion is their backup quarterback. And uh, he has not started in the NFL game. I think he's played in just six. Uh, very minimal stats. It would be his first real-time NFL action. The Collins Hill High grad. Now the series is this will be the 48th meeting. The Falcons lead the series 29 to 18, won the last meeting 31 to 24 on September the 16th. That was so long ago, that game doesn't mean anything. Ooh, that was the second game of the season. Coleman, uh, Tevin Coleman was able to hit him with some runs there. They, uh, Falcons rushed for 170, Coleman had 107. Now the uh, Panthers' defense, some uh, 14 games later, is the seventh-ranked run defense in the league. Uh, that's probably not going to be there on Sunday. Let's break it down, though. We got the Atlanta offense against the Panthers' defense. That's going to decide this game. And then the two uh, secondary squads, the Atlanta defense against Carolina's offense. Of course, Christian McCaffrey will be the prime uh, target of the Falcons defense. They'll have to try to take him away from whoever's at quarterback and then just do a credible job on the rest of the weapons. Uh, Samuels, uh, Funches, uh, and, uh, you know, the uh, tight end there that caught the big 50-yarder on the uh, halfback option. Uh, you know, they, they – and Cam just, you know, if he plays, he's a runner and can only throw the ball 10 or 15 yards. So, you can play it up real tight. That's what the Saints did. And uh, the Carolina defense just got real physical with the Saints. You saw the clips on Monday night. Uh, Mike Thomas was running a route, and then the play was over. They pushed him to the ground. It was nasty. Luke Keekley was all over the place. Thomas Davis had a flashback. Kind of might be the last time we see Thomas Davis against the Falcons here. Uh, I think at the beginning of the season he decided to retire. Teddy was going to retire after the season. The former Georgia Bulldogs had a very fine NFL career. Atlanta offense against Carolina defense. Uh, they are um, a couple of really, you know, the numbers really, uh, you know, going to kind of go out the window if Cam doesn't play. But the Falcons averaged 25 points. Four points a game, which is 10th in the league. And the Panthers give up 24.6, which is uh, 21st. So that's a 10-point gap. That's what we're looking for. The Falcons 
We'll check that out for them as far as points. Yards, 379.3, which is ninth. 352.1, 16th um, in the league by the Panthers. Rushing yards, and we got a big one. The Falcons with that big game, uh, 215 yards against the Cardinals, moved out of last place. They are now 31st, averaging 90.7 yards a game. And the Panthers, they're nasty. They don't really allow much on the ground. 101.97, 7th in the league. So, the rush run game will be shut down. The Falcons will have to travel through the air this game and try to surprise them with a run here and there. It's going to be nasty. Falcons 288.6 passing per game. Fifth, 250.3, 21st in the league. So check box Falcons on that. So we got the Falcons, and we're going to give the totals. Uh, since there isn't a big 10-point, 10-position uh, 10 gap there, we'll split that. So that's a half check. So we'll give the Falcons offense two and a half checks to one. So we're going to give the advantage to the Falcons offense against the, the Carolina defense here. Now going over here, this is with Cam playing Atlanta's defense against Carolina's offense uh, against uh Taylor, this thing will go all the way out the window, but let's look at it anyway. 27.2, 29 points per game. 29th in the league for the Falcons, 27.2 points per game. Carolina, 23.8 points per game, 15th in the league. We'll give that one to Carolina. Uh, 37, the Falcons, 377.4 uh, total yards. Giving up 24th in the league. And then Carolina's 368.7, which is 12th. That's Carolina's offense. Getting a check there. That's a 10-point position differential. So we give it to them. Uh, And uh, 126.1 rushing yards by the Falcons. Uh, They're giving up that much. That's 25th in the league. The Panthers are getting it done. You know, they got... McCaffrey, they got Cam, they got uh, DJ Moore and Samuel, who also have a lot of carries on those reverse sweeps and so forth. So they uh, are 134.6, which is third in the league. And uh, the Falcons' run defense uh, has been better of late, but their ranking's bad for the year. That's the third run offense against the 25th ranked defense that goes to Carolina. And so, uh, lastly, passing yards. The Falcons give up 251.2. That's 22nd. And 234.1. Uh, Carolina 17, 17th in the league. Despite the fact Cam hasn't been able to throw the ball down the field, has been checking it down to McCaffrey, who's also the leader in, uh, leader in rushing and receiving for the Panthers. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. I think they got to play Cam. And uh, when they're out of the playoff hunt, you know, we'll go ahead and pull them. I know he's going to want to try to play. Uh, so, you know, we got three and a half checks to a half check for uh, the Carolina offense against the Falcons defense, but that's with Cam playing. So, slight edge looks like it's to Carolina here, just on the numbers, which will go out the window if Cam doesn't play. 
Just want to say a few words about Coach Ryan Rivera, who's on the hot seat up there. He's 70 and 55 and 1. Uh, three and four in the postseason took Carolina to the Super Bowl. Uh, they should be trying to keep this man. He's done a great job in Carolina, but we do know when new ownership comes in. We saw where uh, Arthur Blank got rid of the only coach who took the Falcons to the Super Bowl, and Dan Reeves and uh, uh, David Tepper up in Carolina probably wants his own people in place, and uh, he comes from Pittsburgh and. You know, uh, uh, it just doesn't seem right that Ron Rivera with a 70 and 55 and one record is on the hot seat. But we saw the Packers fire Mike McCarthy, who took them to a Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. So we just want to uh, you know, thank Ron Rivera. We'll be talking to him later today. He's been a great uh, division rival, uh, great coach to talk to the media. And hopefully uh, this is not the uh, last game with him as a head coach playing the Falcons. Uh, go back to the San Diego and San Francisco Super Bowl back in the 90s when I first met Coach Ron uh, in uh, in Fort Lauderdale where he was uh, then being discussed as one of the possible minority uh, candidates for a head coaching job. And he's done a fine job here in Carolina. And I'm sure... Uh, if he does, the tenure does end in Carolina, he won't be unemployed for very long. For the record, he's 7-9 against the Falcons. So, get y'all ready for that Sunday game at 1 o'clock. Hope you got your Christmas shopping done. I got mine done. I got to get some, uh, I got to get a box out, out of here to St. Louis. Mom's in town, so I could just give her her stuff. To, to take back. Gonna do that later today before I head out to Flowery Branch. But before we leave, we want to point your attention to um, the Sunday Atlanta Journal Constitution, where our editor Kevin Riley and a guest of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast earlier this season, and he stopped by to talk about the Cleveland Browns. Kevin Riley wrote a letter to the editors. The year. In real journalism, local journalism matters. I'm just going to read the beginning and give you some highlights and let you know how to talk to our editor, Kevin Riley. Dear readers, when you pick up your newspaper today, you made an investment. I want you to know how much we appreciate that. Your support of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is precious to us, and I wanted to share how your commitment to support local journalism pays off. He goes into the coverages of the year, the uh, public service reporting and investigating of City Hall and of the uh, justice system with regards to um, how a court agency was supposed to be overlooking a juvenile, but now the juvenile ends up on trial for murder. So, in 2018, we also expanded our in-depth reporting about your county because we know how important it is for you to know what's really going on in your backyard. Our reporters sat in countless board meetings, filed and sifted through countless public records requests to deliver in-depth local coverage from Fulton, Gwinnett, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. And if you want to, he wraps it up here, says, on behalf of everyone at the AJC, thank you. It is an honor to keep you informed and to work to make our community stronger. 
We remain committed to serving you in 2019 and beyond. Sincerely, Kevin G. Riley, editor. And you could email him at kriley at ajc.com. With that, we're going to conclude the 100th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. It's been a stone-cold blast. And uh, we're going to hope that you all have a Merry Christmas. We'll be back one more time before Christmas, wrapping up the Carolina game on Sunday. Uh, It's going to have a little different feel to it. None's on the line. But these teams usually battle, and I know it's going to be a uh, real physical game. Coach Quinn doesn't seem to like them much. Uh, They don't seem to like uh, the Falcons much. Uh, They just remember that, you know, Matt Ryan telling them to get the F off of the field a few years back and then they remember the, and during their Super Bowl run, they were up there partying, taking selfies and having a ball and the Falcons just imploded and they came back and uh, were the only team to beat them in the regular season that year. So there's always some, some nastiness to this game and uh, that'll be great to see on Sunday. So with that, I'm going to sign off here officially not going to freestyle Carolina Falcons rant. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 100th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Take care and have a great rest of your week. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.